Did we lay down the base already? Did I? Yeah, yeah we've okay. been recording for about five minutes of you looking up chicken fries. Uh, they're so good, though. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. Wow. Apparently, we love TV, movies, and chicken with rice, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, uh, will Zemo be the villain to Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe chicken and rice will be their villain, Mike. Jeez. The the rice of Skywalker teases the Knights of Ren. Mm, chicken with rice. There it is. How will Deadpool de- debut in the MCU? I don't think KFC should be selling rice. I'm just going to say that right and now. And more. <laughs> so preface this or postface this, uh, Mike has been thinking about chicken fries all yeah, afternoon. I, I just ate them before we started recording. And uh, I was looking up. I don't know if anybody else remembers this. I can't tell for sure if this was like late 90s or maybe early 2000s but when when bk originally came out with the chicken fries they had like this rock song that accompanied the commercial but the rock song was like very familiar to something else that was already on the radio but i can't even remember what it is and i tried to look it up and then chris decided to show me a kfc commercial where hodor totally sold out to sell some chicken and rice um which is disturbing that the kfc is selling rice yeah, it's very. It's in England. It looks like sound like it was in England, and they're all asking for chicken and fries, which they don't even serve chicken and fries here, Mike. So yeah, I I sincerely sincerely hope uh, the guy that plays Hodor made a lot of money doing that ridiculous commercial because he earned it for really uh, really selling his soul to the to the Colonel. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we've been listening and watching that for way too long to get this show started because <laughs> this is what we do. We we do a lot of things. So. Um, we we are here to talk about superheroes, um, but I have to give a shout out to somebody here. We're on Memorial Day weekend, by the way. Uh, happy three day weekend, people out there <coughs> listening to us uh, on on your Monday. If you want to, you can save it till Tuesday on your drive to work. Uh, whatever floats your boat. But I gotta give a shout to listener Andrew B. A bags, we call him bags. I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. Bag Bagnera Bagnera. I don't know. He moved down to the Louisville area for work, and um, I'm giving him theater suggestions. So hopefully. I get to hang out with him sometimes. Used to go to college together, so I know he's listening right now. Shout out to you. Good luck moving this weekend, and hope to hang out with you soon. But nice, that's a good uh, shout out. I I just recently emerged uh, from the wilderness, and I feel like I've been gone for a really long time because I took a uh, few days away from the office earlier this week. And so there's uh, some of the news that we're talking about this week. I don't even know what happened because I wasn't even connected to the internet or social media. So I'm going to learn today along with the rest of you. So this will be fun. Oh, I'm very, very excited to have you here, Mike. I, I couldn't, couldn't think of anyone else I'd really have on the show. Uh, well. But, yeah, ha- happy Memorial Day weekend. Everyone's, I had to go out of town today, so I've been out of town floating around. Gonna Going to work in the house tomorrow. Been working outside the house all week, so... I'm excited, but I gotta share a story about Aladdin that Mike barely knows. Because... Oh yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was uh, deep in the heart of uh, Yosemite National Park and getting like random text messages from Chris. That's just like they're not playing the right movie. What's going on? And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have to follow up on this in a couple days. Yeah. So this week Aladdin came out, and uh, occasionally my wife gets to choose the movie we go see for the week, and uh, it was Aladdin, of course. Uh, Honestly, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I had very low expectations. Met them, and a little bit higher, to be completely honest. Um, But at the IMAX screening of Aladdin at 6 p.m., they start showing some really funky trailers. Okay. uh, Did you see the trailer for the movie Anna? The Uh, no, I don't think I've I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, because she's like a a, an assassin hitman hit woman. Looks like some generic model turned into an assassin kind of thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. the Anna movie, and then um, the next movie after that was Angel Has Fallen, the new Gerard Butler. Oh yeah, one. that trailer was ridiculous. I remember seeing that with the drones that come. Yeah, in. the drones are coming in. Obviously, you tried to kill the president. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of oh my god, has he? His country turned his back on one of those stories. 
And then uh, they did a Gemini Man, the next Will Smith movie. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Maybe they're just pushing some IMAX-only trailers. Mm-hmm. And then they show It Chapter 2 trailer. And I don't know if you've seen that trailer that or not. That trailer Mike. is uh, spooky, and there's a naked old lady in it. That is not appropriate in front of Aladdin. And it was about this time, I'm like, this is not adding up. <laughs> All these trailers I've seen were literally in front of John Wick 3. <laughs> and then the credit or the movie starts and it's that roller coaster company and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're playing John Wick 3." <laughs> so we watched all these R-rated trailers and started an R-rated movie and by the time I was like cuz I realized this before anybody else did, whenever uh-huh. I was like, "I just watched John Wick 3. I know what I'm seeing." I was in the front of the lobby and I'm like, "Look, John Wick is showing in Aladdin, and you could just see the panic on the guy's face, I told. <laughs> yeah, because if they don't run fast enough, there are some high-paced action scenes at the very beginning of that movie, uh, so he only has minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and he, he pulls up the microphone, he's like, we got John Wick in, in Theater 4, and you're like, you just hear the ripple of everyone in the in the whole <laughs> building, like, like, just turn and whip their heads, like, oh no, uh... By the time I got back to the theater, they had already cut it off, and it was, like, black. But I was, like, my wife was, like, yeah, you missed some very interesting stuff. But apparently, <laughs> it's because they stream the videos, they or they download them, and, like, they leave it up to the, the corporate scheduling. Like, they have no control over if it accidentally doesn't click over, right? So, uh, it was an interesting learning experience, but I got to see a part of John Wick before Aladdin, and I never thought I'd be in one of those theaters that played the wrong movie on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum, you know? Um, I also have to add, I was literally sitting beside a guy two seats away who brought in a brown plastic bag from, like, a dollar store or something. Like, a dollar, he, like, bought something at a dollar journal and brought it. I'm like, oh, he brought in candy, whatever. Whips out a fully popped bag of Orville Redenbacher popcorn. He has popped <laughs> at home. And opens that bag inside the other bag and proceeds to eat the popcorn. I was oh like, gosh. what kind of movie-going experience am I going to have this week? So I, I has had to share my thrilling adventure of watching Aladdin Wick, Chapter well, 3. it sounds like you made it out safe on the other end, Chris, so you can't complain too much. No, I had a good time. I don't care either way. It was, it was, <laughs> I was there to watch a movie, uh, and Aladdin was, you know, really not, not horrible, not, not as bad as I thought it was. The stuff they show in the, the previews doesn't do it any justice, I think. So hmm. I think they're just trying to, to play up the stuff. Hey, remember this from the 90s? Mm-hmm. Here's our live-action version that doesn't look as good or sound as good. But it really wasn't too bad. Except that Will Smith does a rap for the movie at the end, and... <laughs> I, oh, I had to great. leave. I was like, no, I can't I can't sit here for this. He was with DJ Khaled and I'm like, I oh, no gosh. I can't do this. I have to <laughs> I have to go somewhere else. But uh yeah, that was my theater going experience of the week. I've telling everyone I can about this. It was it was i it'll never happen again. So had to share it. Mike, did you go watch a movie this weekend? Yeah, when we uh when we got back uh from the woods we went and checked out this brand new movie in theater called Book Smart. Uh, or maybe it's Book Smarts. I don't remember exactly if it's plural or not, but it's uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, which I had no idea until the uh, end credits started to roll. So I, I was pretty shocked to see that. So that was really cool. I don't know if she has a lot of other uh, directorial uh, credits on her name, but she did a really good job with this film. Uh, the local theater we usually go to only has eight screens, which is completely dominated by like Endgame and Aladdin and uh, other movies out right now. So we had to go to a different theater just to see Booksmart because I believe it's an Anna Perna Pictures film. So it's not exactly like an indie film, but it's definitely a much smaller movie. So you might have to go out of your way or maybe wait a couple weeks before you can go check this mm-hmm. one out. But it, it's hilarious. I mean, everyone's comparing it to uh, Super Bad because it runs along the same themes but I wouldn't say they're trying to um, they're trying to bite any of their style or anything like that it's just uh, about a coming of age like crazy one night story for these two girls in high school and it's it's honestly like dropped it's like drop dead hilarious it's so funny it's uh you know this generation's super bad so i would go i would go check it out uh they subvert a lot of tropes that you think are gonna happen because by now everybody's seen like you know 
a thousand different types of high school kind of party movies, but this one does really good job. So go check it out. Go check out Booksmart. It's really hilarious. I think it's getting really, really good reviews right now too, uh, which didn't really motivate me to go see it. I just saw the trailer one, like one time and I was like, wow, this actually looks really funny. So uh, now I'm kind of crossing my fingers that the that that next uh, summer comedy I think it's called Good Boys. Have you seen the trailer for that? No. Oh, it's a it's a rated R film starring like three best friends, and they're basically the age of the Stranger Things kids. Uh, they even like they even tell like they even tell them to like piss off in the trailer. Like some guy goes like piss off Stranger Things, and they ride off on their bikes. But all the jokes in the trailer are hilarious because it's always funny to see like uh, you know ten eleven year olds like swearing and stuff, and they don't really understand. Uh, what Molly is. They think it's a person, but it's actually a drug. So uh, surprisingly, uh, it's really, really funny. So I'm looking out for Good Boys 2 later this summer. So uh, we're kind of getting into the the comedy zone of the movie scheduling year because usually those comedies come out in the summer and they always got to compete with these big juggernaut films out there. So go check out Booksmart. Uh, I'm sure you've seen Avengers Endgame two or three times already. So now you can go see Booksmart. Yeah, uh, I, I think I was on the other end of this. And that's what I told Mike. I was like, I've been inundated with Booksmart ads because there was early showings and all this other stuff. So by the time I got, like, he told me, I was like, I don't want to see this. I feel like I've already seen too much of it. But, uh, yeah, I did see it. was it, Last time I checked, it was like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it, yeah. it might be pretty close still, which, you know, uh, the way they changed their review scores, you never know what that means anymore. But, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like it. You have any other plans this weekend? Any, anything you're doing tomorrow worth mentioning? Uh, Memorial Day, we're just gonna go uh, check out some uh, some cookouts with some friends, and um, just planning my next video game playthrough session. Chris is recommending the new God of War game. I'm kind of looking at maybe going back into a catalog and trying the Uncharted games, the Drake games. You know, they are gonna be making a movie here soon, so it'd be helpful if at mm-hmm. least one of us were. Uh, intelligent enough to at least speak on it in some way. So maybe I'll look at it as research. Maybe I can write it off my taxes in some in some way. But uh, we definitely had a lot of news this week, so I'm ready yeah. to jump into it. Well, well, it's time to do it because we, we've been lingering on way too long talking about other things like chicken fries. Mm. So um, our weekly – I'm going to do the top of the show for you, Mike. Our weekly Avengers in-game box office update. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they've adjusted some of it. It was supposed to be in July before Endgame could pass Avatar. Right now, it's looking like Labor Day uh, being pushed back a little bit to beat Avatar's numbers on the, the thing. Simply because we had a lot of May movies rise up out of nowhere to really, mm-hmm. to really take take hold of this. And I've got it pulled up right here. Um, right now, it's sitting at $2.67 billion. Uh, Avatar's $2.78 billion. So, I mean... It is 101 million away from getting there. And I think it's getting like 16 million a week in the U.S. right now. Uh, International can probably push it over. I don't know. But I think there's going to be some interesting tricks that Disney does to keep this in the theaters a little longer. Maybe some extra screenings with Spider-Man. Yeah, they'll definitely get some synergy with Spider-Man. They'll be like they'll be doing like back-to-back marathons. They'll keep that in the zeitgeist. Uh, luckily, probably the next really big runaway hit that's not Disney owned, I would think this summer would be Hobbs and Shaw. You know, that's a Fast and the Furious movie. It's got The Rock, one of the one of the biggest box off toppers uh, you got. So that, but that's not until August. So they do have a little time to start raking up some cash during the summer. But I would think once Hobbs and Shaw comes, they better hope that they are very, very close to the number they want to reach because that's going to suck up a whole lot of box office dollars for sure. But um. Yeah, they were very confident about uh, Endgame uh, beating these numbers. I seen some people trying to tweak the trying to tweak the story into a very sensationalized headline of like Avengers Endgame surprisingly underperforming. It's just like no, 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 that's not it at all. The movie is still extraordinarily successful for what it is. There's just a slight chance that it might not be the number one movie ever made in the history of mankind. So I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, you know, like we said, we've talked about it here. Avengers Endgame had a lot of upfront money. Like, it holds all the opening and first and second <coughs> week number records mm-hmm. by, by, by a long shot. Uh, Avatar had a really, really, really long... Uh, box office stretch mm-hmm. and no competition for like the first like 
half of it or more. Yeah, and we can't forget it also had the novelty of uh, a 3D screening as kind of being its like gimmick. Oh, you gotta see this movie because this is how movies are going to be made going forward with the 3D. Uh, the Avengers didn't really have the opportunity to manufacture a gimmick. Their gimmick was we just made movies for the last decade. Come see this one. So um, it, it'll be it'll be cool if it can manage it, but it, it's not that big of a deal if it doesn't. Uh, Disney Plus is still getting my money, so they won't be too sad. Yeah. Well, and also, Avengers made five times as much as Avatar's opening weekend alone. Mm-hmm. Like, it was only 77 to $350 million, so... Yeah, put it this way. If, if you're in your head worried about any sort of awkward conversations that the Russo brothers might have with James Cameron at their very fancy cocktail parties, uh, I wouldn't worry about the two about the three of them. I think they're all fine, and they all have, like, a golden jacuzzis and... They're probably eating all the flavored milk they could ever want. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe they're ordering their own personalized chicken and rice dinners, Mike. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Gosh. I really kind of am hungry, though. But that's <laughs> uh, We're going to shift gears into future Avengers projects, and I think this this strikes personally. This is personal to me, Mike. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, was thinking about, I was thinking about you when I saw this. And, and, and I know you're going to fix it before we post it, but you spelled a word wrong on our title right now. So I will tell you which one it is later. But it'll All be right. fixed by the time we post this. But Marvel is looking, reportedly looking to make the Ultimates team a movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and this kind of feels like they're filling the gap of not having really the Avengers anymore because that's basically what the Ultimates are in the Ultimate Comic Book Universe is they're basically the Avengers. And I'm sure Chris will stop me before I say anything stupid because correct no, me I'll if I'm you, wrong. I'll let you go ahead. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. You own every single physical page of the Ultimate Universe, don't you? That is that is correct. Uh, that is like ridiculous. So Chris here is our expert at superhero slate for all things Ultimate. So this is very very good for the podcast that the MCU would start to shift into the Ultimate Universe because we have our very own expert right here. Well, in the making. So there are two iterations of the Ultimates uh, that I will tell you about right now. The original iteration is the Avengers. And the Ultimate mm-hmm. Universe is essentially the Ultimate Universe for a, a quick overview for everyone. It started in 2001 with Ultimate Spider-Man and it essentially bypassed 60 to 70 years of comic books. I'm like, this is starting now and everything going forward is the history of this universe. You don't mm-hmm. have to read all the comic books to get here. Uh, it's kind of like a clean slate. Ultimate Spider-Man went on to be one of the biggest selling series of all time. Yeah, written by uh, Brian Michael Bendis, right? Brian Michael Bendis, all of them, all 200 mm-hmm. and something issues. Uh, we got Miles Morales out of the Ultimate Universe as well from uh, you know into the Spider-Verse. So that's set in the movie version of the Ultimate Universe, which doesn't line up with the comics, but like it, that's a good example of the Ultimate Universe working. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Fury in the Ultimate Universe was designed after Samuel L. Jackson, and then they went and hired Samuel L. Jackson later yeah. to be Nick Fury. Like this, is, this set up so much of our current Avengers history that it, they can't really create the old Ultimates team again because it is literally the Avengers in, yeah. in the MCU. And also the Ultimates in general, the Ultimate Universe was slightly more adaptable than the original kind of Marvel 616 universe. I've seen some people kind of describe the Ultimate Universe as a little bit more grounded in reality. I guess mm-hmm. as much as you can gr- ground a superhero universe in reality. But basically, you know, like in the 616 universe you have Galactus, this giant man who will literally come and eat your planet. That really doesn't fly at the type of tone that they're setting in the Ultimate Universe. Universe, so Galactus kind of ends up being more of like a hive mind alien robot kind of race. So you can kind of see the differences that c- they kind of split there. Yeah. So um, I could see this working well for the MCU. Yes, but here's where it's going to get really fun for you. Mm-hmm. In the past three to four years, they've created a new Ultimates team uh, after the events of uh, Secret Wars, which merged the Ultimate Universe with the main universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Ultimate team consists of Captain Marvel and Black Panther as leaders of this team of interdimensional cosmic threat level force stopping power team. 
So, so help me understand this, since you literally laid down the word uh, multiverse. There, we got different universes here. So, when the Ultimate Universe folded in with our normal six one six universe in the comic books, was there overlap? Was there doubles? Like, was there a panel where you'd get like two different Thors or like two different Captain Marvels on a page, or two different Caps? Or did they like did they did they just conveniently kill off one Cap in the Ultimate Universe and then have another one ready to go? The the, the Ultimate Universe was essentially erased save for several like a handful of people who are are, are different enough to be in the main universe gotcha miles, so they just like they miles just morales was carried over. over yeah gotcha okay so that makes sense um so with this whole multiverse thing it makes me wonder are they gonna pull in like i really don't think tony stark or captain america chris evans is going to come back. You know, they've really set them off to sail like the end of Lord of the Rings in this universe. Uh, so I would imagine if they're going to pull characters over from another universe, it's going to be characters we haven't seen before. Yeah. Or it could be maybe different kind of variations of them. Maybe we could maybe get another, you know, Iron Man, but maybe it's just a different person that is Iron Man, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that could, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm speculation here. What if Far From Home, what if that Mysterio is that, an evil Iron Man from another universe? Ooh, that's some speculation there. That's some fun <laughs> stuff. Um, but that's just, but yeah, like, they're not going to pull over, like, hey, we want, but but it's also a way for them, like, hey, if we want to bring Chris Evans back, we could say, hey, here's a, a Captain America from another universe. But I don't think they're going to go that route. They don't really deal so much with other universes more than, like, shoving villains into other universes that need them. Um, mm-hmm. I think at one point they tried to put Galactus in another universe um, to to just get him out of theirs. But I mean, so on this team they have um, the character Spectrum, which is actually uh, in Captain Marvel. There was the, her friend's daughter, uh, Monica Rambo. That's who mm-hmm. that is in this universe. Uh, the character Miss America, which I think one of the people from Brooklyn Nine Nine wants to play the character. Uh, she keeps uh, teasing that, and uh, the character Blue Marvel. So. Other than Captain Marvel, who is a white woman, all these other ones are mixed-race people. A very mm-hmm. diverse group of, of, of teams. Um, so it's very much an interesting way they want to do this to deal with cosmic threats and have more uh, diversity in their teams if that they're, they're promising coming forward with yeah. these group of people. Now, will it be exactly identical to the comic books? Probably not. But there is, there is a different Ultimate team that is... A do group of people that have a different set of tasks ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, if they are going with kind of more leaning into the Ultimate Universe, this just gives me another opportunity to really go to bat for uh, an evil Reed Richards, which is one of my favorite parts of the Ultimate Universe. The Obviously, yeah. you've read it you've read it way more than I have, so I'm sure you have a lot more favorite moments uh, than I do. But I just love the twist of finding out that the Maker was Reed Richards all along. And I think we all, in general, love kind of descents into madness when it comes into pop culture. Uh, you know, Breaking Bad, we saw a good guy go go bad and it was very entertaining we kind of saw that go the same way in game of thrones with a few characters so i like this idea that you know we could introduce the fantastic four and we think they're all good and then over the span of a couple movies we kind of just see reed richards just kind of go crazy just think that he has the answers for everything because he believes he's smarter than everybody else you know we can finally see somebody very intelligent go the opposite way because we've seen tony stark and bruce banner try to save the world now we could bring in kind of a multi dimensional kind of villain that we're familiar with you don't have to build up some sort of big gigantic alien from the other side of the galaxy that's going to come and disrupt earth we can just have an earthling do it so uh i really hope that we get to see a creepy reed richard so this is always good when the ultimates comes into news yeah i agree and the ultimate universe has tons of stories different takes on characters different iterations and if anyone's looking for a fresh take or something that has a very limited run in, in the universe that's still up to date with modern times that's a great great way to do it the first six fantastic four issues uh are just are mind-blowing as well in terms of fantastic four uh if anyone has any questions you let me know i've got all the books right here on the shelf behind <laughs> yes he does i can reference them but in terms of the future marvel you know other than the ultimates uh we're talking about the disney plus shows falcon and the winter soldier uh which is a mouthful to say uh, has been reported that Daniel Bruhl and Emily Van Camp will return as Zemo and Sharon Carter, respectively, in this upcoming show. 
That's that's cool that uh, Sharon Carter is getting back into the mix. There's a good chance that she probably wasn't going to show up in in any more movies. Uh, she was. I don't really know if I'd call her a B-list character, uh, but she did kind of get pushed to the side once uh, the Winter Soldier film had wrapped. Uh, even though she was related to uh, to Agent Carter, well, so she, that, was, she, she was in Civil <laughs> War for like a scene. Yeah, that's true. A little bit. She um, she did a kiss and then moved yeah. along. I mean, she was kind of being pitched as a love interest, but now since uh, Cap is gone, you know, maybe she's gonna have. Maybe they're just gonna show that she can do other things w- even when uh, Cap's not there to swoon over. But this is exciting to see Zemo return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only assume that maybe there's. Um, some people I saw some people theorizing that maybe he could be like a Hannibal Lecter type of situation. They go to him in prison to, to ask his uh, to ask his advice on maybe how to catch somebody. I'm kind of hoping he breaks out of prison. I love prison break movies. I love prison break <laughs> episodes of TV shows. So if they, if they can just give me one really cool episode where Zemo like breaks out of prison, I just think that's so interesting and also he as we've seen this dude is a crazy resourceful so even if he was like literally mm-hmm. in the raft i could see a guy like him breaking out of the raft because yeah. he because he has shown that he has an, an immense amount of patience so he could be like oh there is like one opportunity to slip through by this camera or flew this floor grate or whatever but i have to wait six months until my opportunity comes up again i could easily see that happening so i'm hoping for prison break yeah, well, I mean, also, I think maybe he's maybe he could be working with some other t- someone on the outside who might be like an even higher villain or like maybe a sub person to Zemo once he's escaped. Mm-hmm. Um, be a good chance to maybe get him a uh, get him the official Zemo costume, the big purple face mask with the, <laughs> the glowy eyes. I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just I'm dreaming here. I'm dreaming. Um, but they've hired uh, Carrie Skogland, who is known for doing se- lots of episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, as a director for these upcoming episodes as well. Well, that's uh, that's good. My wife really loves that show. I haven't really uh, haven't really seen any of it, but I know it's basically Hulu's uh, Diamond. So uh, she must be yeah. pretty good. Well, uh, serious. It's a little too close to home for me to feel comfortable <laughs> watching it. But. Um, so she, you know, that's that's really awesome that they're gonna do that. One director for all the episodes, I think, is a great uh, approach to it. And mm-hmm. then the rumored release date's August twenty twenty for this oh, one. Oh, so. it's so far away. This is probably gonna be our. F- Wait, no. Uh, Loki is probably still going to be our first series, right? Loki was um, the first one, like I think, announced. So yeah, I feel confident about it. Okay, so hopefully we don't have to wait more than you know, like. 14 15 months to get one of these shows so we, uh, we are almost through the year it's probably jessica jones season three will be the first marvel show on disney plus at this rate so <laughs> you remember jessica jones has a season season three people i oh, forgot yeah i, I forgot, forgot it, it's not done yet <laughs> um but we also have another marvel show working called wandavision uh and how is this show gonna work we don't know at this point uh, but it will be the first series reportedly to reveal wanda's reality manipulating powers and these will evolve kind of as she goes through the show so like it doesn't just give her a new power set and says good luck hope you understand it yeah this is one thing that i've always been uh, curious about like wanda in the comic books is is categorically uh, a thousand fold more powerful than we've seen her in the mcu so she can just do some crazy stuff that i think would be a stretch to see her try to just automatically be able to do in a in a tv show so you know if she's manipulating reality like maybe she uh just goes crazy or she gets really depressed and maybe she invents a reality where vision is still alive and maybe that's where our series takes place but that does seem kind of strange i mean what was it i never watched the show but do you i think it's dallas wasn't that the one there where they erased an entire season and they pretended it was a dream and it never actually happened so that that's one thing that would worry me if like this whole season is just all in Wanda's head. So it's like, oh great, why did we even watch it if none of it really had any consequence? So um, who knows? It still possibly could be a prequel. They were hanging out in what some European town before uh, Thanos's um, uh, team showed up on Earth. So it could be there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's happening here. Vision's yeah. supposed to be dead. He ne- he didn't come back. Yeah, uh, and maybe maybe that's part of her her powers is bringing back him or bringing back vi- a vision of the vision. And yes, you were right. It is Dallas who which did that show. I mean, I was thinking <laughs> Roseanne you. first, but I was like, it's probably Dallas. Um, but yeah, so um, 
Yeah, so WandaVision's coming. I mean, I don't know what to expect out of a lot of these shows. These are going to be the first of their kinds, heavily tied into the MCU at large, but uh, limited series on Disney+. Plus. So uh, I'm very excited to see how they do this um, and go go from there. The big question is, now that Fox is under Disney, how to get Deadpool in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after his breakout success with Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. And we're still owed one more movie with him. Uh, but the rumor right now is, and you take all this with that grain of salt so large, you put it in your margarita, uh, that he will be introduced in the Spider-Man Far From Home sequel for the so MCU you, version. When you say Far From Home sequel, are you saying the movie that's coming out this year or the third Spider-Man movie? Far From Home is this year, so the sequel to that. So Spider-Man 3, essentially. The sequel gotcha. to this year's. Yes. I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's fine if you maybe cheekily reference that Deadpool exists in the MCU. Like maybe, I don't know, like Wade Wilson at large on like a newspaper or something. But I don't think Deadpool needs to be in any of of these movies. Like I don't want to watch like an Ultimates movie where Ryan Reynolds is there. As much as I think it would be great, I think his performance is going to basically suck everything out of the room because he's so funny and so hilarious. It's almost going to be like he's in the wrong movie. Like, you know, we saw the end of Endgame. We saw that gigantic battle. It would be kind of weird if Deadpool was running around there, too, chopping people up with a sword, just making funny quips. It just it doesn't really quite resonate with the tone there. So I think it's fine if you just keep the Deadpool movies moving along as usual, but just give him the opportunity to now make more direct references or bring in actual actors for one-off jokes from the MCU movies now since it's all under one big family. Yeah, I don't I don't think it I don't think Deadpool actually needs to be on like a Black Ops mission with like some undercover Avenger, you know? Well, I, I think maybe that's okay. Yeah, I agree with you there. But every time I've seen Deadpool team up with Spider Man, they even have their own co- ongoing comic book right now called Spider Man Deadpool. Um it, it is quite the bounce off from a young kid who's like very quippy and fourth, like not fourth wall breaking, but you know what I'm saying. Like he's very like mm-hmm. talks to himself with with Deadpool. Uh, I remember specifically an episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon show that came out several years ago, um, with uh, Deadpool in it, where they're facing off against Taskmaster, like teaming up, and it's very interesting. Uh, it's pretty funny actually. I really I really enjoyed watching that, but uh, I, I think it. I don't know. I mean, the Deadpool is a is an interesting thing. I think if you put Spider-Man and Deadpool in one movie, and this is probably what their thoughts are, that is the biggest box office return you're going to get out of both of those characters. <laughs> I kind of think about it this way. So the first Spider-Man mo- Tom Holland Spider-Man movie we got Homecoming. Technically Iron Man Tony Stark was in the movie, but he wasn't a big part. He wasn't like a huge part of the film. He kind of just moved the plot along a little bit, you know, gave a uh, gave Tom something to do. Uh, I could see maybe Deadpool is like in New York, Manhattan, trying to get something done. Maybe he's trying to break into some sort of secret facility to to break somebody out or to steal some sort of item. And then like Spider-Man busts in and thwarts him. And then he has to like, you know, they, t- they can trade, you know, some dialogue there. It could be a really funny scene. It could be really great. But then Spider-Man moves along. He goes on with his day, goes mm-hmm. on saving other people. And then Deadpool continues with the story. That's kind of what I want to see. Um, do you but, think, I guess my question, do you think Deadpool needs to adjust to live in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, we can't, do you want to pluck him exactly as he is and place him in there? Or do we need to evolve him a little bit more? Maybe um, back, more back to his comic book roots. I, I think I think any sort of evolution of Deadpool, uh, I think would just take a lot of time and maybe we're not ready for it you know the nice thing is to adjust to this new universe it's very easy all you have to do is have him look at the camera and go guess what i'm not at fox anymore now this is a disney movie and then he puts on some disney uh mickey mouse ears and then you know he walks into the next scene and there you go now he's in the disney universe but i would imagine if they really wanted to fold him in in a thoughtful way uh you have to wait until the x-men are introduced you have to wait until you can um 
until you have the whole, you know, uh, structure of what mutants are and experimentation. And then, you you know, you're probably going to have to recast Deadpool. So, but that's going to be years down the line. So uh, I say we just make one or two more really awesome Deadpool movies. Let Ryan Reynolds have his fun. Let him be really creative and have the control that he wants. And then just sail him off into the sunset, just like we did with Hugh Jackman and uh, Logan. So uh, that's that's what I'm down for. And then recast him. Yeah. So, but also they're also mulling the idea of a a, a MCU based solo movie or a Disney Plus limited series as options to introduce their version as well. Just so. bring back that animated show that you were gonna make. Like you know, you have a you have a two streaming platforms now. Disney. If it's a little too mature for Disney Plus, just put it on Hulu. You know, you're making all of those other animated uh, Hulu shows. Uh, so just g- get us Deadpool. You're making he, that anyway. He would be very good in the um, the offenders. Like mm-hmm. he would fit very well in that group of offenders, so I, I agree. Put put him in put him in there as well. Uh, chalk up things that may or probably not going to happen. Did you see that make Solo two happen is <laughs> twinning on Twitter? Yeah, I saw some. I also saw the Instagram uh, up on. I saw the hashtag up on Instagram too. Uh, did this come out of nowhere? Did Disney buy this hashtag? Did they did they walk into some high school and uh, push over a stack of uh, twenty dollar bills to some teenagers to tell them to get this hashtag going? I, uh, who I, <laughs> who wants I this movie? Went, I went on a. I went on a rabbit hole down the internet to find out where this happened, and there mm-hmm. is no clear way. Of where this started or where this happened, um, there was a a huge retweet for something called the Resistance Broadcast, which was uh, like a podcast for Star Wars mm-hmm. fans, and they have shirts on that says "Make Solo Two Happen," and uh, that was really about it. So, I mean, I could see this maybe coming off the tail end of Game of Thrones because this was, uh, you know, Mill Clark was in Solo, so maybe they want to see where her character goes since, you know, Darth Maul was at the end of this movie. It it was also the one year of Solo since last year. Oh, okay. That might have been been it as well, but, like, that was, like, when it bumped and, like, just took off out of nowhere. uh, Gotcha. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think they're going to be very careful going forward with Star Wars. Uh, you know, they've they've had a couple bumps in the road, which is probably something Disney didn't think would happen. You know, they had this uh, property, they knocked it all out of the park with Force Force, Force with Force Awakens. When it comes to a critical and box office reception, they thought they could do no wrong, and then all of a sudden they did a couple things wrong, made people very upset. Uh, so I could I d- see maybe some of these characters returning outside of a solo movie. I mean, you're going to have uh, the Mandalorian. You're going to have probably other Star Wars series. Maybe have these characters show up there. Well, I don't think Solo was a problem. They, I think, they oversaturated Star Wars way too quickly uh, for what for what it's worth. Um, because some people love Rogue One. I I don't hear a lot of people hate Solo. They just didn't think. Uh, it, it it didn't have much of a life like right after in uh, Infinity War and other or, stuff like that. But like, what or they, they just it... or they just didn't go see it because it didn't yeah. get the box office numbers that they thought they'd get. Well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I whether box office numbers determines whether I go watch a movie isn't you know my cup of tea. But what if they put this on Disney Plus? What if they do a limited series to just wrap up these characters and actors? Because I mean, there are. I mean, I I enjoy. I want to see what they were going to do with Darth Maul and Amelia Clark now needs a job. And um, what was that character in Fee's Nest like, that came out of nowhere? Maybe they give her a couple things. I'd like to see kind of what they're doing. Uh, but I don't know if I need a whole movie for it. Uh, maybe just make something real quick on Disney+. Plus, Like a six-episode solo series. Wrap it up. We're done. Move along. As I often say, nerd's gonna nerd. So yeah. hashtag's gonna happen. I want to see, see the Darth Maul, man. We gotta have the Darth Maul come back. But who knows? They're giving those Game of Thrones people their movies and those are probably going to suck too so we'll just keep on waiting but the rise of skywalker is happening this year and i'm i'm excited to see one more star wars to to wrap it all up supposedly uh and some a magazine came out this week and gave us some images and some some information but i'm very excited to announce the knights of ren will get a lot of screen time and play a key role in this movie so we get that little mystery box to come back are you excited about those dudes uh, I don't know. We don't know anything about them, so. <laughs> but do you want? Uh, but do you want to see them? Was it like a thing like you saw them? Like, oh, I want yeah, to see more of these later. So. Yeah, sure. I hope they all have lightsabers, and they all have, uh, they all have just some like badass lightsaber fights because that's what we like about Star Wars. 
or that's what I like about it. I want to see those lightsabers. I want to mm-hmm. see some cool force action. Uh, I don't know if it's been like confirmed anywhere in some sort of like wiki or offhandedly by some director or writer, but are the Knights of Ren the um, Skywalker's students that left after um, Ben the, destroyed the, his hut the, or whatever? They've not said a word. We don't even know if they're Jedi or have lightsabers at this point. Gotcha. Well, I hope they have lightsabers. I hope they have force powers. hope there's some lightning. I want to see some cool, badass Star Wars action. So if the Knights of Ren deliver, I'll, I'll be down. Mm-hmm. Uh, our new Saiyan planet, our third one, if anyone's keeping track, is not Tatooine. It's not Jakku. It's Pasana. <laughs> there's always got to be a desert planet. Uh, you know, does anybody ever go to a planet in Star Wars that has like different biomes? You know, like a, well, a swamp on one side of the planet, a desert on the other the, side. The, well, there's more than I'm saying. Like every planet is defined by one topographical feature. Mm-hmm. Hoth is ice. Bespin's clouds. Uh, the forest moon of Indor. It's either Indor or the moon. I don't know, but there's forest on it. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. What's that one in Attack of the Clones? It's all watery with all the clones they make on it. So. There's a lot of them there. And then also, Luke Skywalker is going to return somehow. Looks like it might be a flashback. Maybe when the Skywalker training went to hell. Uh, maybe it's a, a ghost vision later. I don't know. But uh, we are not done with Luke Skywalker yet, sir. We are not done. His name is in the <laughs> title. We have to. I mean, I guess if you really want more Mark Hamill on the big screen, you could go check out Child's Play. Man, that trailer looks so awful. Have you seen the trailer for the new Child's Play movie? I have not, but I've seen the posters right after I said, hey, they should make fun of Toy Story 4. And what do they do? They make fun of Toy Story 4 <laughs> in their posters. The, the posters are kind of funny, so props to their marketing departments for figuring that out. But they're going this awful route where. Um, where the uh, doll is actually controlling like Alexa smart home types of devices. And like, it's, it seems to be like they're going at an angle that like maybe a microchip like malfunctions inside of the doll. And Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky, but uh, just, it looks so bad and, and not in a good way. So, um, I mean, I'm not a big child's play fan, but, uh, uh, yeah, if you want more Mark Hamill, I think it comes out probably in like September. So there you go. Do Hold you, on a little bit longer. It's actually a June, and do you know how many Child's Play movies are in the original series? Jeez, oh, uh, seven. There is exactly seven. Hey, nice. I've only so, seen the first one in parts of like maybe the Bride of Chucky. Yeah, so like there's like several Child's Plays: Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and just two years ago was Cult of Chucky. <laughs> so uh, it, it's this. Man, I, I don't know if I've seen any of these, so but there we go. <laughs> well, to, to let you know, the first one, the way the doll comes to life is this bad guy uses a voodoo spell, and it transports him into the doll, and then he's trying to, for the whole movie to get out of the doll using like a reverse voodoo spell. So I guess they're throwing voodoo out the window and going with uh, Amazon Alexa technology, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll ask her when we're done, hey, hey, Alexa, how do we become a Child's Play Chucky doll? Um <laughs> She might let us know. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the video game series, or maybe just the time period in Journal of the Old Republic, is getting a movie script written by Leda Caligridis, who wrote the Avatar movie for James Cameron. That sounds yeah. like the name of a Star Wars character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leda Caligridis. Caligridis, yeah. Uh, so that's really cool. So they're writing that. Um, this movie, apparently the script is almost done, like almost completely mm-hmm. done. And it's set, the Old Republic is set about 4,000 years before the formation of the Galactic Empire. So the uh, episode three, just to fill you in where it is. And this is probably the first script of the one for the upcoming um, 2000. Yep. Uh, 22 movie and you would have known that if you are subscribed to the podcast because we talked about this a few weeks ago where we looked up the timelines of knights of the old republic and compared it to lord of the rings so uh this is the furthest setback prequel that may have ever been so unless you consider like a, a random like prehistoric dinosaur movie could really be a prequel to any movie ever made if you really think about it so um like we're back I'd- a dinosaur story <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so, Knights of the Republic. Let's 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 see what happens. Why not? I'm gonna be honest. I have never finished those games because I got very confused early on. So maybe I need to revisit those. They have them on iPad now. So uh, I might even have it on Xbox. Uh, three uh, Xbox One might even have them. So I might need to go replay these, Mike. So well, I think you'll find a way. Mm, I will find where there's will. There's a way. 
in terms of space things, uh, not prequels, but sequels much later, Star Trek is getting a Picard uh, series set, like, what, how many years? 15 years after the original show ended? I, guess, I don't know. Like I, I just like how you how you categorized it as space things. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> But yeah, we, we're, we're not Trekkies over here at Superhero Slate. We just vaguely know that the series ended on a farm and this teaser trailer picks up from a farm. I guess he's been making wine, which yeah. I thought the I thought there was no need to make anything in the Star Trek universe because they had like a machine that could make anything that you wanted, right? Didn't, wasn't it called like a replicator? Uh, so, maybe can't... that's just on the ships. Maybe that's not on the, uh, I guess, the ground planes. Maybe <laughs> he's trying to get away from tech. I didn't see any technology. Maybe he's trying to get away from it. Didn't he deal with the Borg? For a while. I think I think he just wanted to get drunk and didn't have a replicator anymore. So he's like, "Damn it! Now I got to grow my own grapes if I want to get wasted." So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know anything and, about Star Trek. And for any Trekkie listening, I want to I want to see if I'm right. Uh, I told Mike he shouldn't be growing grapes; he should be growing tea leaves for his Earl Grey tea that he drinks in the show. I think well, I'm maybe, correct. Maybe he just doesn't have the right climate on whatever planet this is. I, if I you just... can grow grapes, you can grow tea <laughs> leaves. I'm 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 just gonna call it right there. That I, might I be. I have no idea. This will this gives me a moment to talk about a, a pet peeve, something that's really been annoying me lately. It's trailed off since Game of Thrones is now over. But just because you've never watched anything before that's popular uh, doesn't make you any more interesting than somebody that has seen it. Uh, so I've never seen Star. I've never really seen a whole lot of Star Trek. I've never really seen the Next Generation. But I don't go around bragging that I've never seen a single episode before. Uh, it's just really, really annoying because everybody was making the same, same trite joke uh, last week during the series finale of Game of Thrones. People in my Twitter feed were like, "Hurdy dirty dir, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones before, and man, what is happening? This is bananas." So uh, I just want to say, you people out there are not interesting. Uh, watching or not watching something doesn't make you clever. So uh, I'm going to do my best to not sound uh, impressive for never seeing uh, Picard and Star Trek before. In, in so. fact, in fact, I feel bad for not seeing Star Trek. At least, yeah. some, at least some of it. Like I, I've, I, I've only ever heard really great things about it. It used to be on the uh, when I had the rabbit ears growing up. We had like four channels, and this was always on right after a current affair went offline mm-hmm. on one of the channels. And I'm like, I, I should probably watch this, but I usually just turn on the Nintendo and played Mario. <laughs> well, it's a little bit more of a like a, a thinking person show. So when you're a kid growing up, like unless you have very specific, uh, very specific ideas of what you want to be entertained by, uh, Star Trek probably maybe wasn't for you when you were a wee little lad. Yeah, um, but I mean, I tried to watch I think the Star Trek movies once. Um, because I'm pretty sure, and, and someone's going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, I'll have to look this up later, one of the movies dealt with uh, Picard having a younger clone played by um, Tom Hardy, and they were <laughs> part of the Borg. So, All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I don't know. There's a lot of Star Trek history out there and a lot of shows, and we've not watched The Next Generation, but I was going to say that this version of the character looks an awful lot like Professor Xavier. Uh, with his turtleneck, and was he in a wheelchair or not? I could not tell. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. There you go. That Those are our hot takes on Star Trek. Yeah, there's our, there's our video. You can watch that. The Terminator series is getting a new movie. I think this is mm-hmm. the sixth one in the sure. franchise, but technically it's a sequel to T2, Tur- Judgment Age, so this is the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it looks kind of all right. Yeah, I have, uh, I have such mixed... Uh, mixed emotions when it comes to the Terminator franchise because my brother and I, I believe we owned the VHSs for T1 and T2 and we watched them over and over and over and over again. Probably T2 more than anything else since that was more of an action film and the first Terminator movie was a little bit more dark, a little bit more grim, a little bit more brooding and science fiction. Uh, so I've, I've just seen them so many times. And then when the third one came out, I was like, what is going on here? All oh, right, God. maybe the, maybe there's some stuff happening here. And then they went to that one in the future with uh, Christian Bale. And then I didn't even see Genesis because I wasn't even going to give it the time of the day. So I have been just pulled through the ringer with this franchise. I never got around to watching the TV show, even oh, though I heard the TV good. show was actually pretty good good i like that so uh, but i never i never saw it so james cameron's coming back 
I mean, Linda Hamilton's here looking badass with these really big guns. She's obviously the only one that realizes you need the biggest gun possible to kill a Terminator. Uh, we have the what, – what? who's the guy that played Ghost Rider that's playing this baddie? Uh, Gabriel here? Luna plays yeah. Ghost Rider and getting his own show on Hulu. It plays the Terminator, which looks like a cross between the T-800 and the T-1000. It's yeah. like a metal skeleton with the, the – metallic uh thing over it. it looks like you make a clone of his body while also keeping the skeleton running remotely as well yeah they did some uh they, they did they went with the matte black skeleton it makes it look even extra creepier so yeah i mean the stuff in here looks cool i mean who knows i i feel like they they definitely haven't um they haven't earned my they haven't earned my uh, respect yet they have to undo a lot of movies here but that's literally what they're trying to do so um I don't know, Chris. I'm cautious, so, very, very cautiously optimistic. Well, so let me let me put it a little bit. So this is the first movie. James Cameron did not have the rights of any of the movies until this one, mm-hmm. after T2, um, because of the studio. So this is the first one back with James Cameron, and the director is Tim Miller of Deadpool 1 fame. Yeah. Did he jump onto this movie as soon as he was done with the first Deadpool since he didn't return for Deadpool 2? He did um, the Love, Sex, and Robots and this at the same time. Oh, yeah. He uh, he was producing those uh, anthologies. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything there is what you want. So, it has a lot going for it, but they just uh, they got to win back some of the, some of the fans. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I hate Terminator 3. I really, really like Terminator Salvation. Um, Genesis is confusing as hell. And this looks like a mixture of Salvation and Genesis. Because is that one girl a robot or a human? Or what? And I mean, that does seem like a... It seems like a logical step for the franchise to take. It, they just didn't do a very good job the first time they brought it up. Yeah, so... Um, I, I don't know. It's just there, there's a lot of questions about this, but hopefully they don't give away any of the twists uh, throughout the whole thing. I would love to I just, not see a twist in the trailer. I just hope they don't do any really dumb like um, AI, like Alexa smartphone jokes because I feel like that's the lowest hanging but fruit when it comes that, to like uh, the society crumbling. They're like, oh, we're all gonna we're gonna blame it on our Google Homes. That, that's that, what the problem is. That was the last one. They were building an operating system for all the phones and computers. That was Genesis. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that's dumb. I hate they've, that already, they've already done that. They had like three times. I really, if you ever get a chance to Sarah Connor Chronicles starring Lena Headey, who was Cersei in Game of Thrones. Uh, funny enough, Amelia Clark was also Sarah Connor in the last Genesis movie. So it was a game of uh, Sarah Connors, if you will, in, <laughs> in that TV show. But the TV show, two seasons uh, also has, what's her name from Firefly? Can't think yeah. of her name. I can't think of her name either. Uh, but really good show. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think I think it was one of my favorite sci-fi TV shows for a while. But it had a huge budget, so it didn't work. But Terminator, coming out later this year. Um, we're now going to talk about two movies uh, for, not next year, but two years away. John Wick 4 already has a yeah, release date. Yeah, boy! Uh, the third one had brought in the most money at the box office out of all three movies. In fact, so much they're showing it at Aladdin screenings right now uh, <laughs> to make more money. But uh, May twenty one, May twenty first of twenty twenty one, we will see John Wick four. So in two years, I, I love this film franchise. It's so much fun, and it's good that they're spacing it out every two years. It gives you time to like not be overwhelmed with the action franchise. It's almost like after a year gap, you kind of forget about it a little bit. You're just like, oh yeah, John Wick's a thing, and then you finally see like a teaser trailer roll around. You're like, holy crap, he's back! This is amazing. Well, it's like the off year for Fast and Furious. You get a John Wick movie. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, this is the if you want if you don't want cars racing and and fighting, you watch a John Wick movie. I, I, I will say right now, I'll debate anybody. John Wick franchise is heads and shoulder above any Fast and Furious movie ever made. So um, well, yeah, go but, see John Wick three. Go but, see it. But Fast and Furious has like thirty movies. So boo! I don't <laughs> care. You only need three John Wick movies to beat every Fast we'll, and Furious. We'll, we'll movie. see what you're saying after Hobbs and Shaw. We'll see what you're saying <laughs> after that. Um, but that's also the same release date as Mike's. Ex- so excited for Akira from Taika Waititi. It's, mm. It gets to come out May twenty first, twenty twenty one, as well. Uh, confirmed the, date from I think is that Warner Brothers who's doing that one. 
I don't oh. even know. The weirdest juxtaposition of creator and IP I've really ever seen. Uh, the May release date is interesting because they're really thinking that this is going to be a summer movie. That is prime date real estate right there, May 21st. I mean, think about the movies that just came out this weekend around the same time. We got like, we got Aladdin. Didn't Brightburn also Brightburn, come out this Brightburn week? Brightburn came out this weekend. Yeah, we, we got to go check that out. I think we should talk about it on the podcast, at least in some capacity since it's so Superman uh, related, but uh, yeah, I'm just this is the most curious movie that's going to be made in like the next decade, so I got to see how this turns out. Yeah, um, it's going to be quite the weekend. Uh, so Akira kind of reminds me of Matrix. So seeing John Wick or Keanu Reeves not in a Matrix movie is going to be very interesting to see, but mm-hmm. yeah, whatever, it's coming out. But in that note, just to be safe. Warner Bros. pushed back DC Super Pets one extra year away from that to, <laughs> oh, to May 22nd, 2022. <laughs> now, mind you, I know Art Balthazar, the creator of Marvel these comics. He's a great guy and owns a comic book store. I love him. I see him every time I go to C2E2. But um, I don't know who was clamoring to watch DC Super Pets, the animated movie. I mean, I guess I shouldn't write it off so quickly because uh, Teen Titans Go, Go to the Movies, was one of the best movies I saw the year it came out, which I thought something I would never say in my entire life. Uh, But I would hope, I would assume DC Super Pets uh, is going to be 3D, I guess. Not 3D, but like, um, it's not going to be 2D animated, is it? It might be. The way it's drawn is very two-dimensional. Like so, I think it could very easily be like kind of like Teen Titans. Yes. Oh, I I was kind of thinking Secret Life of Pets, maybe with capes though. Um, uh, no, no. The way the the books and stuff have, that have come out are very flat. If they go with the the books that I've seen, it's based on. So, well, I guess we'll see. Everybody loves dogs and cats, so you cannot put that away when it comes to box office revenue so um dc super pets let's see what happens yeah dogs cats there's a kangaroo a seahorse a monkey i mean you name it they're in there (laughs) mike you 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 can get them right now and lastly and what i don't consider news sonic the hedgehog pushed back three months to february 14th 2020 for redesign february that weird rated r uh date right there for her valentine's day do we uh do we even have anything in february 2020 i guess movies? is probably not maybe they saw an open window um like i mean there marvel? could be there could be a marvel movie within within a few weeks of it possibly yeah, maybe, it's may uh, in march is may um, for next year but uh i'm not surprised it got moved uh they got to oh, get bird, birds of prey well, they gotta they gotta get a Sonic looking right. So, yeah. Blood, uh, Bloodshot and Kingsman prequel look like the biggest ones that that month. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. This is just this is a very interesting. Uh, that's all I can really it's, say. It's, not, it's <laughs> like, not very interesting. It's not even interesting. Don't don't the, don't give no, it the the luxury of that. No, the whole thing is crazy. This whole thing, like all it took was upcry from social media to totally up in this film like just think about it if this movie came if people just for some reason didn't feel like they wanted to go shout on twitter this movie would still be coming out on november 8th and there would be no redesign and it would still be out there in the world uh but the internet spoke and it pushed the movie back by three months i think that's pretty impressive well i also think the reviews and ratings from detective pikachu that literally came out the week after this trailer is enough to be like, look, maybe this is our competition now. We shouldn't just half-ass it. Uh, because, like I said, video game movies are either... There, there's been no great video game movie. Detective Pikachu is probably one of the best ones. Uh, I've heard the new Tomb Raider was really good, too. But Sonic the Hedgehog just does, yeah, it doesn't even look good. <laughs> the story this doesn't just, make sense. This just goes to show you every other studio, take note here. When you're taking precious IP and translating it to the screen you better make sure it is done right. And if you think about it, like, Sonic was literally designed to be iconic. They were competing head-to-head with one of the most famous plumbers on the planet, Mario. So they, they created this character from the ground up to compete with that with that uh, intellectual property, with that branding, with that everything. They made him blue because Mario was red. They wanted to do the basically the other primary color that they had to <laughs> Mario do. Mario didn't go fast. Yeah, Sonic so goes it's, fast. Exactly. So it's just like you got to nail it because everybody – knows exactly what Sonic looks like, even if you have never played the game. That's just how mm-hmm. iconic he is. So, 
uh, Take Note Studios. Stop fucking up our video game movies. Yeah, ma- make it like make it as true to form as possible, and don't make it lifelike because we will forgive something that's not li- like that. Looks like yeah. human legs on a blue hedgehog. Ev- if he looks ev- like a, the game version. Yeah, every Pokemon in Detective Pikachu looked exactly like their Pokemon in the game. They it just fully rendered at mm-hmm. all. They just gave it fur, gave them scales, gave them like uh, reflections on their skin, and then they just rotated them into 3D. So just do the same thing with Sonic. It's yeah. not hard. They, they were unapologetically real too. Like Nintendo did not like Nintendo does everything very well and I, their quality control in that was on point mm-hmm. for, for that studio and them so I'm, I'm glad they did that but Sonic uh, is getting three extra months I want to see the redesign like I want them to just show us what it's going to look like now yeah I wonder how long it's going to take I mean obviously I feel like by now they've probably landed on what the design needs to look like so how long do they wait until they re-release a new trailer <laughs> like they've done this before where movies have been delayed and they've recut it to maybe take a different feel or change it from a dark movie to a lighter movie or add different music to the trailer. This is going to be the first time we've ever seen a movie just uniformly change the way it looks. They're basically almost like recasting a character, it feels like, you know, because they're just changing the way he looks. I mean, even with Alita, we were kind of tracking the CG of her eyes and the way it was polished over the the production schedule for that film, but it was always just tweaking things. It was never just categorically changing the look so this is going to be fun to track for sure i'm already uh, i'm already seeing all of the side-by-side posts on social media of like old sonic and new sonic what do you think which one is better so um maybe end of summer we'll none see of them that's my answer they all <laughs> suck cancel it save save us some 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 heartache later but now we have to watch this you know we have to watch this now right like oh yeah yeah for yeah, sure uh, jim carrey better be really good <laughs> he won't right. be yeah, he won't be. Thank you for that reassuring statement. Well, Mike, that's our show. We're going to end on a great note there with Sonic the Hedgehog. i got nothing else. You got any other news? Uh, go, go watch Avatar The Last Airbender, the animated series. Uh, people out there on the internet are trying to find something to replace the Game of Thrones in their heart. Uh, go watch The Last yeah, Airbender. It's tell people best. what I'm watching. Tell people what I'm filling that hole with. What are you filling that hole with, Chris? Remember the One Punch Man anime oh, the dub yeah. version of it finally yeah they're finally airing season two i don't know if it's if they're airing it it's dubbed sub, or if it's, it's just right sub. now yeah i'm just gonna have to wait another decade until like it's uh, dubbed but so one punch man i've watched it with the anime subtitles which it is a parody on superhero shows all the way around and yeah. also parody on anime in general too yeah and, but like that that humor in it doesn't come across on just reading subtitles uh, mm-hmm. With the the English dubs version, it is really really hitting me hard. Like I'm like, oh, this is way better now. Now mm-hmm. that I'm hearing it with the intonations and the tone, rather than reading it. So I've really been enjoying. It. It's only I think there's only twelve episodes uh, in the first season, and so I've been kind of just uh, going back through those at, late at night while it's while it's on doing stuff. G- but, gonna start adapting to the One Punch Man workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm not. Just a bunch of push-ups and sit-ups. That's all you need to become the strongest fighter in the universe. Yeah, 100, 100 of each a day. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, it's, it's pretty funny if you get a chance to watch it. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be into anime to enjoy it. My, my in-laws really think it's funny as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm killing my time with to fill, fill that hole other than, than Avatar. So if I, was, how about this, Mike? If I had to choose Avatar The Last Airbender to watch because I've never watched it or The Next Generation... Which one would you tell me to do? Avatar Last Airbender because it's my favorite thing ever. So that's going to be my vote. All right. Let me, how many episodes are in that show? Uh, it's uh, three seasons. Uh, each uh, each season or each book, I think, roughly has 20 episodes. But they're half hours, so it's not going to be – it's not too daunting. Uh, 61 episodes is what I'm seeing right here. Yep. There you go. Did they have a movie to go along with it? Uh, the, live action? The, the last episode, I think, is a two or three parter. So they, I remember when they pitched it originally on Nickelodeon, the promos were saying like it was a movie, but it's really just a, it's just like a three parter episode. Okay. All right. I've never watched it, so maybe I'll do one of these two things and just, just get it done. And are they doing this on Netflix? Is that my understanding? 
Uh, I don't know exactly where The Last Airbender is streaming right now. I wouldn't be surprised if oh. it's up on Netflix again since they're doing the live action one. I meant the live uh, the, the live action adaptation. Yeah, the live action is coming to Netflix. So I would hope eventually Nickelodeon would put the streaming rights for the animated show back on Netflix because it used to be there. Then they took it down, I believe, to sell their uh, Blu-ray remaster, which I bought because I love the show. So I don't know if it's back up streaming anywhere yet. I think it was on Amazon Prime at one point in time. But just go get it. It's worth any dollar you have to spend. Uh, the Last Airbender is on Amazon. Nick Hits. You can stream it on Amazon right now. All right. Well, there you go. And Amazon channel, whatever that means. Anyway. All right. Well, we've dragged this on long enough. Mike, people want to know what you're up to this week, uh, how you're enjoying your short work week. Where can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter. And you can read my web comics at Pickled Comics. Dot com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing with your backyard, what DIY stuff you're doing, where can mm. they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or on Instagram, Valdan87. I did work on my backyard, putting up a pergola this week. You know what a pergola is, Mike? Uh, it's uh, it's fancy. That's all I know. It's like a, it's like yeah, four posts and a roof, but the roof is made out of individual, like, just bars of wood. The you know, roof. The, the roof. The roof is made of individual bars. There you of go. Of wood. Yep, exactly. So uh, people are like, why? Don't you want a whole roof? I'm like, no. I want I want just half a roof. That's all I want. Uh, my wife wants to hang lights off of it. Uh, or you can have a comic UI. Uh, summer's kicking off. Going to be watching a lot of movies. People want to talk movies. You know, let me know. We'll, we'll, we'll watch them. Not just superhero movies. We'll watch all sorts of movies. Like Aladdin Wick Chapter 3. But, um... Anyway, Mike, if people want to know more about Superhero Slate and where they can buy some chicken fries, where can they find it at? <laughs> As always, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to check out those trailers that we talked about or if you just uh, want a quick recap of everything we chatted about with time codes, we got show notes at SuperheroSlate.com. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash Store. Uh, we love hearing from you. What did you think uh, about Aladdin if you checked it out? Uh, if you were lucky enough and you went and saw Booksmart in your theater, uh, what did you think about that? We want to hear your thoughts. Uh, you should go read The Ultimate Universe because Chris is an expert in all things Ultimate, so go check out some of those comics and then tweet at him. I'm sure he'd love to chat about it, so reach out. We love hearing from you. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, if you want to be a super fan of the superhero slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we will be here all summer long every week. So check us out and subscribe. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Mike, for that lovely outro, and we will catch you guys next week. All right. Gobble, gobble, chicken fries. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. What? What did I just watch? <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. We're going, though. We're going to jump in with you in this mood. Oh, my God.